It is 7.05 right here on the Employment Hour. Wait a minute. This is a Monday. Oh, yeah, right. This is our first one. If you didn't know, Mondays and Wednesdays now, or should I say Wednesdays and Mondays, we're uh, on here with the Employment Hour. Same hour, same excellent information. So the number, as always, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. And uh, Lior at employmenthour.com is the email. we got lots to get through, but uh, you know we're thinking possibly, you know, we're probably wrong, but some people might not know who you are on a Monday night. So we're going to uh, take it back to basics. Well, get I thought your everyone bio. knew who I was, no? Maybe some people that don't. might not be good. No, but listen, we've been doing the employment hour for three and a half years yeah, now. And, uh, you know, we can, can hear us on Wednesdays, uh, on the weekends as well. But some people may not have heard us before. Uh, so, you know, let's tell them a bit about what we do here and why we're on the air. So we're here to answer all your employment law work-related questions. I'm an employment lawyer. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I want to give you the truth. I want to tell you what you need to know if you have a job, if you lost your job, what your legal rights are. There's so many misconceptions out there, John. We've talked about this for years, about workplace rights and entitlement. So I want to want to make it very easy for people to access this important information. So we're here for the full hour till 8 o'clock. Give us a call. Let's talk. Let's answer those questions you've always wanted to know. Can my boss do this to me? Am I owed compensation? Uh, is this thing right that's happened to me at work? Well, we're here. Give us a call. And to kind of get us warmed up and all ready uh, for, for the questions we're going to get, I'm going to start off, John, by talking about a couple of situations that I, I saw and, mm-hmm. and dealt with in the previous week. We call that the week that was, yep. uh, for, for those that have not heard the show before. Uh, the first situation uh, I, I, I'm going to talk about, I'm only going to talk about it because I promised the gentleman that I'm going to talk about it on the air. Nice. He actually uh, he actually sent me a, a bottle of wine uh, this week to, to thank me for resolving his matter. And, I don't uh, see it anywhere uh, in yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you really didn't play a part in that, Johnny, so no. Uh, but the, the situation was as follows. He was a sales manager in a car dealership. He had worked there for 10 years, uh, and, and he was let go. Uh, the car dealership was, was was actually not doing very well. And he was let go and was paid or offered eight weeks compensation, eight weeks severance. And he's 60 years old. And he was very concerned that he's not going to be able to find another position in eight weeks. Sure. He's not ready to retire. And in eight weeks, how is he going to find a job? And the money's going to run out in eight weeks. So he called me in a, in a very distressed uh, uh, state, very upset, very nervous. And I reviewed his offer and I told him right away, don't worry, forget about eight weeks. You're owed closer to 12 months compensation, 60 years old, 10 years as a sales manager. And, and he had a very difficult time believing it and, and all, eventually decided to trust me. And I engaged the company, the car dealership, in negotiating a severance. And sure enough, we got a resolve uh, late last week uh, on the basis of right around 12 months compensation. Fairly simple. Once we called the, the company on this, the car dealership on this, they knew what they had to do. They had to pay him. And now he's so relieved because now he can take his time to oh, find yeah. his job. He has money to support his family uh, while he's looking for work. And a lot of our listeners are going to find themselves in that situation. The vast majority of people, John, when they're let go, the severance that they're offered is not even close to being adequate. In fact, usually it's pennies on the dollar. Uh, and And a lot of people not knowing of that, they accept it. And one of the main things we want to convey on this show is do not accept your severance offers if you lost your job without getting legal advice. We'll talk later about other ways you can find out what you're owed because you may be walking away from tens of thousands of dollars that, mm-hmm. that you're owed. Don't do that. What else you got? Second situation involved a, a lady that uh, about a year ago uh, reached an agreement with her employer to work from home. Uh, she, was, uh, she was looking to move, and the employer wanted to keep her. And they said, you know, you're going to be moving you know, out to uh, you know, London, Ontario. 
we don't want you to quit, so we'll allow you to work from home exclusively. She was extremely happy, continued working from home. Uh, life was good. Fast forward uh, to, uh, to recently, new manager comes in. Mm -hmm. New manager says, well, no, we need you to come into the office now at least two or three times a week. You cannot continue working from home. Well, now it's a big deal. She's moved. She's living in, in London. She's uh, continued working. And the company says, well, we never had to let you work from home. So now we want to change that. So here's the answer. And here's what I told her. Well, no, you're right. They never had to allow you to work from home. They didn't have that legal obligation. But once they did, that became a term of employment. Mm -hmm. And they cannot change that back. It's an essential and important term that you work from home. And because of that, now that they've changed it, it becomes a constructive dismissal. Because of that, if they make you come into the office, if they change your work arrangement, you're entitled to compensation. You're entitled to severance as if they've terminated your employment. So that's the lesson here. When an employer wants to change a significant term of employment, uh, regardless of how that term of employment came to be, you don't have to accept it. You can insist on, on getting your severance. We deal with that very often. If that's what's what happened to you, give me a call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number. We'll take our first break as we are here Monday nights now, like tonight, and along with the Wednesday show, of course, employment hour twice during the week at 7 o'clock. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. That number is wide open. Leor at employmenthour.com through email. Lots more of the employment hour. Just getting warmed up. Talk radio, AM 640. 7.13, yeah, Monday night. We are here uh, that and Wednesday. Welcome. If you haven't uh, talked to us yet, give us a call on that number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. It's all about employment and severance, your rights, and that's where we're going to go through some broad strokes tonight, my friend. So we'll get into this, and uh, we're going to put this under the most common questions you get asked every day. I'll give you one right now. I didn't do anything wrong, Lior. What's going on? Can my employer terminate my employment? The yeah. shock. Yeah, John, and that is definitely the most common, the number one question that I get uh, in my practice. Not a day goes by when I'm not asked that several times. And, and, and I understand that. The question is very simple. Why should my employer be able to let me go if I've done nothing wrong? Right. Or maybe they have a, an illegitimate reason. Maybe they want to replace me with their buddy. Why should they be allowed to do that? And the answer, unfortunately, and you know, those that have heard the show before have heard me say it, is an employer is allowed to let someone go at any time and pretty much for any reason as long as severance is paid. So when we're talking about a termination, we call this a termination without cause, a termination with compensation. The reason doesn't matter. Performance doesn't matter. An employer is allowed to let go of a good employee and a senior employee as long as they pay proper severance. Now, there could be uh, business reasons, ethical reasons as to why they should not do that, but they are allowed to do that as long as severance is paid. Now, an employer cannot let someone go for discriminatory reasons. So an employer can let, not let someone go because of their medical condition or because they're pregnant uh, or because of their race or ethnicity. But other than, other than that, they can let someone go because they feel that, you know, you're not working fast enough, so I'm going to let you go and I'm going to pay you severance, and that's fine. So generally speaking, if you lost your job, not much we can do about the reason, even if it's not a good one, but we can make sure that you get the proper compensation. And unfortunately, as I've said at the top of the show, the vast majority of people, over 90% of people, when they do lose their job, they're offered nowhere near what they're actually owed. You know, we uh, we joked about it last week. I should mention that we had a couple of your colleagues on here, uh, Leah Moody and David Vaughn, who will, by the way, be uh, filling in and stepping up throughout the weeks and doing some more shows uh, in your stead. And we met, you know, we joked about that, uh, you know, Leah, I think, said that, you know, that someone can come in and say, you know what, you've got a blue car. I like red cars. You got a blue one. I'm letting you go. Stupid, silly, but completely legal. 
First of all, that's my line. I, can't I tried. You you know, my if line. you're listening, trying to give you some cred here, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but, 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 you know, as silly as that example is, it's absolutely true. Yeah, you can be let go because you drive a blue car and your employer likes red cars as long as proper severance mm-hmm. is paid. Now, no employer is actually going to do that, of course, but they could uh, where, uh, where, you know, this term wrongful dismissal that I'm sure everyone's heard, the, the term suggests that the termination itself was wrong. Well, not really. What a wrongful dismissal is, is a situation where an employee is let go and is not paid the severance that the employee is owed. Uh, and that's what makes it a wrongful dismissal. And that's what we deal with every day. Uh, very important. Oftentimes, the difference between a wrongful dismissal and, quote unquote, a legal dismissal can be tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lines are open. We're talking about the most common questions you get asked every day. And that led me right into this one. How much severance am I supposed to get? You know, that, that's, that's the money question, yeah, literally. Big time. Yeah, and, you know, you lost your job. How much money, how much compensation, how much severance are you owed? And, you know, for those that haven't listened, let, let me set the, the scenario. Your entitlements generally are based on three main factors, the length of your employment, your age, and the type of job that you have. The longer you work, the older you are, and the more senior a position you have, the greater the entitlements. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no rule, John, of a week per year of service or two weeks per year, or a month per year, or three and a half days per year. None of that applies. Mm-hmm. It's based on those factors. And oftentimes, we're ta- we could be talking about several months per year of employment. Now, because every situation is different, for me to assess someone's entitlements, I need to know those factors, age, position, and length of employment. But I created a tool that allows everyone and anyone to find out exactly how much they're owed if they lost their job or if they're worried about losing their job. That's the severance calculator. Uh, It's available online at severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. Anyone can use it. You make a, you input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and it's going to give you an estimate of how many months or weeks pay you are owed. So if you lost your job, you can compare that with what you've been offered and see if it's fine. If it's fine, great. If it's not fine, you know you need to get some advice to improve that severance offer. What I will say, John, is that short service employees, employees with five-year seniority or less, are treated disproportionately better than longer service employees. Mm -hmm. So for example, you may have an employee with a year of service who may be owed six months severance. Uh, And you know, or you may have an employee with six months of employment that may be owed four or five months severance. Uh, Short service does not mean little severance. Often the opposite may be true. So remember, severancepaycalculator.com Age, position, and length of employment are the main factors. And I know there's a few people right now who, as you were speaking, you went to the website, punched in, okay, wow, whoa, whoa, that number's way off. Again, it goes back to, I thought it was two weeks per year, three weeks per year. Now those calculations are correct. That is absolutely correct. And the reason why it's higher than you may think is because there's all these misconceptions. It uh, provides a proper uh, assessment of what legal entitlements are. So if you go to the severance calculator and it tells you you would be owed 18 months compensation if you lost your job, yes, that number is correct. It's just what the law provides for you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Joe and Barry, opening call. How are you, pal? What's up? Hi, I'm good. Just uh, just an interesting question for myself. Um, A buddy of mine was working for a company for about 15 years. Two years ago, another company bought it out, took it over, And just this year, they downsized, so they got rid of a whole bunch of their tax. He was paid severance based on the two years that he was with the new company. Is that right, wrong? 
No, that, that is absolutely wrong, Joe. When a company uh, buys another company and takes on the employees, they inherit the service, which means that if he worked for two years and then, or sorry, 15 years and then another two years, he's a 17-year guy. So he's owed severance on that basis. So not on two years. And I've seen this happen so many times where a company either doesn't realize that they inherited the service of the employee that they took on or hopes that the employee doesn't realize that. Mm -hmm. So when did this happen, uh, Joe? It was a while ago now. He's already accepted it and everything. He's already yeah. been out. But he probably, they probably did it to every single tech that wow. they got rid of because they got rid of like quite a few guys. Yeah, I know. And I've seen this many times. And this is a very important call, call Joe. And I, and I appreciate you calling. Uh, you know, for our listeners there, uh, if in a sale of a business, usually what happens is if you continue working with the buyer, the buyer inherits your service. That means that if a year down the road, 10 years down the road, you're let go, the severance that you get is calculated on the basis of your total service, including the service with the previous company. Extremely important for this one gentleman that we got a call on. It was the difference between two years of employment and 17 years. That could be the difference between three-month severance and 24-month severance. Yeah, you got Huge. stiff big time. So don't let that happen to you. This is why we're doing this show. Again, we're here uh, tonight and again Wednesday night. We've added this Monday uh, for demand, actually. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more the Employment Hour coming right up on Talk Radio AM 640. 726 on the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. We are here taking your calls. The phone lines are wide open, so give us a call. You want to throw us an email, we'll get to a couple of those as well later on. If we uh, we have some time, it's Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And you should go to severancepaycalculator.com as well. We cover that, and we will reiterate in just a little bit. Uh, we're talking about the most common questions you get asked every day, because uh, admittedly, you know, it's Monday night. Possibly people aren't aware that the show is now on Mondays. And Wednesday, so I'll go right down to this one. What do I do if my employer doesn't pay me enough severance? You know, and that that's a lot of the reason why people are, are hesitant to get some advice if they lose their job because they're concerned that the the process of getting that severance is somehow complicated or that it's that's unnecessarily adversarial. And that's why, you know, I think it's important to make it clear as to what should happen. If, if your employer offers you uh, severance that's not adequate, you can and you should and you will be able to negotiate proper severance. It's not difficult. You know, the first step is to get an assessment of how much you're owed. You know, you, you can't negotiate proper severance if you don't know how much severance you should be getting. Right. So that's why you give me a call. We can talk about it. You go to the severance calculator, find out. And once we know, once we know how much severance you're owed, we can compare that with what you've been offered and decide, number one, if it's adequate, if it's not adequate, how do we go about negotiating this? In most of the these situations, these matters can resolve quickly, professionally, amicably, uh, and, and you know, without a lot of headaches. These are not like some other legal disputes that you hear about that could take years to resolve and not, not for employment disputes. For the most part, they're straightforward. They don't go to court. They resolve very yeah. quickly. So people should not be afraid of the process. And beyond that, you should never feel bad to, to try to get what the law says you should have. Uh, you know, I can't get you $1 more than what the law says you should have. I'm not that good, right? I can only hope to get you exactly what the law says you should have. And if that's all you want, then you should never feel bad about it. So what, what do you do if you lose your job? Well, make sure that you have a copy of the termination letter, have a copy of the employment agreement that you may have signed when you started working. Give me a call. Let's talk about that. Let's figure out a way to get you the severance that you're owed. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell lines are open. Now, my severance letter saying, you know, someone has one in front of them right now. Somewhere on that letter, it's going to have a date 
an exception date. So you have, I don't know, Friday at 5 to get this back to us and accept the terms. That's when the panic sets in, right? Yeah. So, you know, most uh, severance letters, almost all of them have uh, a deadline. You, you have to accept this by the deadline. Usually it's a Friday afternoon. So when do you think the busiest time in my office is, John? Probably Friday afternoon. Well, actually, it's Thursday because <laughs> yeah, people right. call me and think, my, my offer expires tomorrow. Yeah. I got to talk to you right away. And, you know, what I tell these folks that call me on the Thursday is what I'm going to tell our listeners right now. Don't worry about it, okay? Your legal rights do not expire Friday at 5. Your legal rights are what they are. Uh, and, and if you have certain legal rights, you have two years to pursue those legal rights, way beyond Friday at 5 o'clock. That deadline means nothing. You need to make sure that you get what you're owed, whether that means uh, you take uh, till Monday, Tuesday, or much beyond that. The only time a deadline would be relevant is if a company is offering you much more severance than they should be offering you, in which case you want to accept it before they change their mind. Right. I've been doing this for a very long time, John. I've yet to see a severance offer that's better than what it should be. Never have. I doubt I ever, I ever will. So do not worry about those deadlines. You, you've heard me say it here on this, on this radio. You can take me up on that. Uh, make sure you get uh, you take all the time that you need. The whole point of that deadline is to be a pressure tactic. You want to, uh, the employer wants to often make the individual feel that they're going to lose something if they don't accept. That's not the case. Don't be worried about it. That deadline means nothing. Do you tell your employer, yeah, okay, I see that, but I'm going to take a little more time, or you just do it and don't tell them? Listen, I'm a big believer in courtesy uh, and being polite, so I don't see there's any harm in saying I'm going to take a, a couple more days just so you know. But that's more of a heads up. You don't have to do that. Uh, but nothing wrong with being courteous. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Tell your employer, I know you've asked for it until Friday. I'm going to take a few more days, and I'll let you know once I've decided whether I'm, I'm comfortable with it or not. The number is 416-870-6400, star 640. And so I'll give you one more before we take a quick break. My employer says, <laughs> we love this one, uh, I'm on a temporary layoff. I'm doing the quotation signs. Temporary layoff. <laughs> they can't what do see I do? that on the radio. Yeah, right. It works yeah. well on TV. Yeah. So a temporary layoff. And we're going to, you know, in, in the weeks that come up, we'll, we'll do some, a couple segments just dedicated to temporary layoffs. Yeah. But, but very briefly here, a temporary layoff is a termination. In other words, an employer does not have a right to lay you off temporarily. And a lot to a lot of our listeners, both employees and employers, this is going to sound crazy. They're going to say, no, no, I've read about this somewhere. You can lay someone off temporarily. You cannot. The only way you can lay someone off temporarily is if uh, there's an employment agreement in place that allows to do that or there's a past practice that's been established. Otherwise, if you've been laid off temporarily, you can treat that as a termination and get your severance right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to sit at home waiting for Hopefully, the employer is going to call you back at some point. In the meantime, you're, you're worried about supporting your family. You can treat that as a termination. So remember, a temporary layoff is a termination. Matt, we'll get you in uh, just under the wire here before we take a break. What's your question for Lior? Matt. Hi, Matt. There you are. Um, I have a, uh, my daughter works at a high-end clothing store at the Georgia Mall in Barrie, and uh, she's been there for, you know, several months. Um, But uh, they put her on um, this crazy, you know, like where you're on call, so to speak, and uh, so it's kept her away for the entire summer, and she's trying to build money up for college. And it kept her away from, you know, all summer uh, from uh, gaining other employment. And then uh, along with that is that uh, when they, she does get hours, it's only like, you know, five and six hour shifts at the back, you know, at the max. And then the other thing that goes along with it, uh, not to confuse even further, but... Uh, 
is that uh, they have a quota on uh, amount of sales per day, but yet they're non-commissioned. And I just, uh, to me, it just never sounded right. And, and I just wonder, is there any repercussion in that at all? Well, uh, thanks for the call, Matt. Now, if she is not getting paid for time that she's she's working, obviously uh, that's something that that's wrong, and then there's repercussions, and she can contact me or contact the Ministry of Labor. Other than that, it, it sounds like they're taking advantage in the sense that they're they're they've entered into a very bad deal mm-hmm. with her, something that you know someone probably shouldn't agree to, and she did because she wanted a job, not illegal per se. Just a, a bad deal, yeah. one unfavorable one, and probably taking a bit of advantage. So my my suggestion is she probably is better off looking for a job elsewhere, unless of course she has not been paid for time that she's been working. There are repercussions for that. Short of that, you know, I, I would work somewhere where they don't take advantage of me. Take a short one four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. We'll get to more of your phone calls after a quick break. Seven thirty six Monday evening here, the employment hour back. And starting Monday evenings now here on AM640 at 7 o'clock. So uh, get your fill right here twice a week, but uh, before the weekend. It's got Sandra on the line. Hi, Sandra. Hi. What's your concern? Um, I work for a federally regulated company, and I have a formal complaint letter set up for a supervisor and a team leader. Um, I'm kind of getting a little bit of the runaround that if I submit this letter that I could be terminated. Is that true? What kind of complaint? What are you complaining about uh, more specifically? Um, just like harassment, kind of bullying, the way we're treated at work and stuff like that. Now, Sandra, are you a part of a union? No. Okay. So the answer is actually quite simple. You cannot, under any circumstances, be let go uh, because you filed a harassment complaint. Even if it turns out that the company is investigated and they can't substantiate the complaint you're not allowed you cannot be fired for it not not legally at least so i i think that the best advice i can ever give you if you believe you're being harassed mistreated you should be doing exactly what you're doing in fact that's what i always advise people to try to resolve the matters at least initially internally by speaking with an hr person speaking with the manager owner whatever it is to try to resolve the problem and you know put the ball in their court to try to resolve it to try to take legal action uh, or take measures to to fix the problem and it's only if that's unsuccessful that you should seek advice externally to deal with it so i think you should go ahead file your complaint if they let you go that would be illegal we refer to that often as a reprisal give me a call at that point we can talk about it no legally they cannot let you go because you had the audacity to <laughs> file a complaint absolutely not 416-870-6400 star 640 is the number to call in tonight Joanne uh, in lovely Welland. Good evening, Joanne. Hi. How are you? What's going on? I'd just like to know if uh, an employer can cancel your schedule pre-approved vacation. Uh, how how soon or how much uh, time before the uh, vacation itself? Two weeks. And you've probably made arrangements. You've bought your tickets. Yeah, booked everything. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, they, they, they really can't do that. When you've already relied on a pre-approved vacation and, and you know, to your detriment, I mean, I, I guess if they were going to compensate you for your losses, but even then, no, they cannot do that. So what I'm going to say to you is that uh, if, you got, if you went through the proper channels, if you got it approved in advance, you then relied on that approval and you bought your tickets, you made your travel arrangements, 
if they cancel it, I'm going to tell you they can't do that. So you, you do your vacation. If they try to penalize you for it, that would be inappropriate and you should talk to me. They can't just do that uh, at the last minute like that when you've relied on it. It's unfair. Uh, you, you would have incurred losses. So, no, they, they shouldn't and they cannot do that. Okay, great. All right. Should she should she first go to them and say, guys, you can't do this. I'm taking well, yeah, my vacation. Like, absolutely. And she should tell them exactly as she told us. I've already booked things. I've already spent the money. And, you know, you approved it. I came to you. I didn't decide when I'm taking a vacation. You know, an employer does have a right to schedule a vacation. So mm-hmm. an employer does not have to approve the vacation. In fact, an employer can even decide, I've decided this year, John, that you're taking vacation on these dates. Now, employers are not going to do that because it's going to make the employees very unhappy. But an employer could do that. But once the employers approve that vacation, you've relied on it. No, they can't just say, well, you know, we changed our minds. It's so too bad for those plane tickets that you bought. It doesn't work that way. We'll take a, a quick break. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell is the number. Lots more of the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour is coming right up. 745 on the Employment Hour, the Monday night edition. We are here Mondays and Wednesdays now. And, of course, the weekend shows. But taking your calls, uh, Leona and Ajax, thanks for hanging through the break, Leona. What's going on? Hi, how are you tonight? Excellent, how are you? Um, I'm good, thank you. Um, I just had a question. I have been recently let go from my place of employment, and I worked there for just over two years. I was a floor manager, a banquet manager, a bartender, and a server. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into work one day, and my boss had changed my schedule and said that they didn't need me on my management shifts or my bartending shifts or my banquet shifts anymore. And I was just going to be on the dining room serving. When I asked to talk to her and her husband on three separate occasions, two with him and one with her, I asked if we could talk about what was going on. They told me that they're allowed to just do that one and make changes. When the new schedule went up, I had barely any hours on the schedule. Normally, I would get scheduled 45 to 50 hours. I was scheduled maybe 25. When I went in for my first shift on the Tuesday morning, uh, when the new schedule had been posted, she asked me if we could sit down and talk. And when we sat down to talk, she fired me. And I had mentioned that I had tried to talk to her, on, and they hadn't talked to me about guess they said that I had customer complaints. Uh, they didn't show me any complaints in which I had received. Uh, didn't talk to me about anything. When I asked to sit down and talk to them, they just, they had nothing to say with me. They wouldn't talk to me. They gave me a severance package of $644, which I felt like, you know, she said it was two weeks pay, but I don't know. I feel like it's kind of low. And I tried to call the labor board to see what other things I could do, like what I could do, because um, I was never written up. They never spoke to me. They never, you know, gave me a suspension. Like, they did none right. of that. I right. literally came into work, and they fired me. Yep. So, Leona, this is a wrongful dismissal, not even a question about it. It's a wrongful dismissal mainly because you're owed a heck of a lot more than two weeks' pay. And, and you know, they have... They have a right, I've said this at the top of the show, to let you go, even though you've done nothing wrong, and I don't doubt that for a second. You know, if they decide to make a change for their reasons, you know what, they could do that. It's not fair, it's not nice, it's not even ethical, maybe, but they could do that as long as they pay what they owe you. And I can assure you that after two years of employment, you're going to be owed more than two weeks' pay. It could be three, four, five months' pay, even depending on on uh, your age. So uh, the good news is uh, that unless this happened more than two years ago, did, when did this happen? Oh, it happened... Um 
Tomorrow will be three weeks. Okay. So you're well within time to do something about this. I want you to give me a call off air. Let's talk about that. I want to get a bit more information, and, and hopefully I can help you deal with the company and get a lot more than the $644 that they've offered you. Uh, obviously, you're going to be owed a lot more than that. John, give Leona the number, and Leona, give me a call off air. Leona, that number, 416 416- 216-5900. Again, 416-216-5900. That'll put you in touch with Lior directly. Felix in North York, good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good. What's up? Uh, I'm a little concerned about my current employment situation. Um, this morning I received an email from my manager indicating that uh, she wants me to go into a meeting on Wednesday, September 14th at 10 a.m., uh, that's all the email said. There was no reason uh, given for it. Um, I then had reached her through email to ask her the nature of the uh, basically meeting, and she indicated that there was a matter that was brought up to her recently. Uh, again, very vague, nothing um, specific. I had responded in uh, to say that it sounded like a disciplinary meeting and asked if my union representative would be notified. Uh, she said yes, and then proceeded to tell me over an hour, just over an hour ago on the phone, when I pressed her again, she said uh, no action would be taken on Wednesday, uh, that she needed to pass on some information to me, uh, and that if I chose to dispute it, I could uh, do so with the assistance of my union representative. Right now, the fact that she wouldn't even tell me specifically what the issue is, I feel like I can't even possibly defend myself if it comes to that point. And, and the, the good news is you, you don't need to defend yourself on the spot like that. It's not a situation where here's all the information, tell us what happened. You, you have time to, to think about it, to consider that, to, to figure out what you have to respond. Uh, it, you know, it, it's not legally speaking. They don't have to tell you here's the agenda for the meeting. Practically speaking, of course they should do that. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be stressed out. You're going to lose sleep between now and then. And, you know, it, it, it's you're probably going to assume the worst. And I understand that. So I don't think they've done anything wrong legally. They've certainly done things wrong from uh, being a good business or a, a good manager. I do think that you should definitely go to this meeting with your union, uh, no matter what, given the, the fact you're not sure of the nature of the meeting and your union can guide you more uh, as to whether or not this is something that needs to be disputed or not. Uh, and, and with that protection, hopefully you'll be fine. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why employers would do that. Just, yeah. just tell people, don't, you know, people, don't put people through the stress and the anxiety of not knowing what you want to talk to them. It's not a good thing, John, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Yeah. It's just not, not a good way to deal with things. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lines are open. Take more of your calls as they come in after we take a short break here in the Employment Hour. Talk radio, AM 640. Well, you got a few minutes if you want to slide in a phone call. We'd love to hear from you at that number as we go right till 8 o'clock here on Monday night and now on Monday and Wednesday here on the Employment Hour. But we were talking before that, Leora, and the most common questions you get asked every day for those who are not familiar with the uh, the show and what happens here. This one's a big one as well. Tried to come back to work after disability leave, and my employer said, doesn't have a job for me. So what do I do? Yeah, and, and you know, first of all, let's break this down. You're, you're entitled to be on a disability leave or medical leave as long as a doctor says you need to be on a leave. So you don't get to decide that, of course, but neither does your employer. Your employer doesn't get to decide if you can be on a leave of absence. You can be on a leave of absence if your doctor says so, whether it's for a day, a week, a month, a year, longer. 
Uh, and an employer has the obligation to keep your job open for you. Now, that doesn't mean that it's a guarantee of having another job, but if and when you're ready to come back from your disability leave, your employer has to make real efforts mm -hmm. to find a position, usually the same position at the same pay. Now, if they legitimately cannot, they've looked, they've tried, there's nothing available because you've been gone so long, they've had to put a replacement in, then guess what? You get severance at that point. It's not a resignation. You're not, uh, you're not in uh, some sort of a vacuum where there's no legal entitlements. You get your full compensation, your full severance. And remember, just because you've been off for a year, because you've been in a bad car accident or some sort of another, suffered other medical condition, you still continue to be an employee. You continue to accrue seniority. And that's very important to understand. You don't just lose your job. Maria, thanks for uh, sliding in here under the wire. What's your question for Lior? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. Um, so I'm a salary employee, been with the company for about eight years, and uh, when I signed the, my um, my contract, it said that I have to give two weeks notice if I resign. So I'd like to know what uh, the repercussions are if I don't provide that notice. Uh, good question, Maria. So here's uh, here's the answer. Usually, you, you know, you have an agreement that says two weeks. Now, if you don't give two weeks, you give no notice or a week, if because of that, okay, because you failed to give notice, the employer has incurred financial losses solely for the reason that you didn't give enough notice, you may be liable for those financial losses. In reality, it's going to be extremely difficult for an employer to try to pursue that and establish that because Maria gave a week's notice instead of two, we lost $10,000 or whatever it is. So mm -hmm. as a practical matter, there's probably not going to be a heck of a lot that an employer can do if you don't give enough notice. There is the potential hypothetical risk that if they lose something, you may be liable for it. You know, the best advice always is to give some notice. It's also, you know, in terms of not burning any bridges, it's always good advice. Right. But probably uh, I have yet to see ever a situation where someone was, uh, you know, was made to pay or was liable because they didn't give sufficient notice of resignation. Okay. If she did that, you can kind of not put them on a resume moving forward, right? Just, yeah. And you, you, you wouldn't want to, right? You burn bridges. You're yeah. going to leave. You know, if you've been there for a while, I think she said she's been there for eight years or 10 years, whatever it is, you know, you put in all this time. You'd rather leave and stay on good terms. You never know what the future holds. You want to use them as a reference. You never know. Maybe one day you want to go back to work there. Ideally, don't burn bridges, especially over two weeks. If they said you have to give us two months' notice, maybe that's just unreasonable. Two weeks doesn't sound that bad, so if you can, comply with it. Give me another shot at the severance pay calculator, pal, before we wrap it up. That's right, John. It's very important for people that lose their job to know what they're owed. You know, that severance, that compensation that you get is what's going to carry you while you don't have other income. It's the money that you're going to still use to pay your bills, to pay your kid's education and your mortgage, etc. So if you don't have that income, what are you going to do? What is your family going to live off? So that's why that severance is so important. You don't want to be off work for six months and only get paid severance for two weeks when you should have been paid for longer. That's why I created the severance calculator to make it as easy and accessible for people to find out how much they're owed. You go to severancepaycalculator.com, you input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you find out exactly how much you're owed. It's extremely easy to use. It's free. It's anonymous. Uh, severancepaycalculator.com, and can always give me a call and even contact me directly from the calculator if you want. There's a green button, and, and you can contact me right there. It'll wrap it for another week. And again, this is the uh, the maiden voyage on a Monday night. We are returning on Wednesday, so Mondays, Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock, and, of course, the weekend shows as well. 416-216-5900 is Lior's direct number moving forward, and severancepaycalculator.com. This has been the Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM640.